1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. Uh, Congresswoman, good morning.
0: Good morning. Great to be on, Joe.
1: It has been uh, an interesting week, and it really is all surrounding this special counsel report. Uh, Now, what was your reaction to the report that was released on Thursday?
0: Well, Joe, this is basically a stunning report put out by special counsel Robert Herr. When I first saw the report, you you read it, and he actually concludes, and this is a conclusion, that President Biden knowingly and willfully removed, mishandled, and disclosed classified documents repeatedly for a period of decades. This wasn't just once in a while. He also wasn't president of the United States, so none of the immunities that apply to the president on declassifying documents applied to Joe Biden when he was a senator and even vice president. But it was an, un, in an unusual twist of fate. Uh, the special counsel said, oh, well, we're not going to charge Joe Biden because we don't think his mental, uh, his diminished mental faculties would uh, require a jury or would a jury would actually be likely to perceive him as uh, as guilty and he would be sympathetic because he was a forgetful old man. And, you know, this is actually... To me, uh, this type of selective prosecution is actually legally prohibited. Not only that, it's also ethically prohibited. So we don't make decisions about prosecuting people, whether or not we like their personality or whether or not, you know, this person has the mental acuity. If you commit a murder and you don't have the mental acuity, you're still going to be charged with murder. So um, my my concern about it is if the special counsel makes this argument, uh, which that, that he is not mentally competent to stand trial or to face a jury of his peers, then how can he have the mental capacity to execute his presidential responsibilities, including being the commander in chief of our armed forces in such a tumultuous time that we face? And my conclusion is this, he needs to be charged, that is President Biden, or he needs to be removed. There is no middle ground. And that is the question that I posed to Merrick Garland uh, the attorney general about assembling the the cabinet to determine whether or not the 25th Amendment uh, removing the president of the United States for his incapacity is something they should consider.
1: Is that a decision that is ultimately up to Merrick Garland or is there an act that Congress uh, could do?
0: Well, under the 25th Amendment, uh, it has actually a presidential succession statute. That's what it's about. In the event something happens to a president, and so your listening audience knows, back in 1981 when President Reagan was shot, it happened so quickly that the president wasn't actually able to initiate the 25th Amendment to put someone in charge of the armed forces. And so automatically the vice president under this statute takes charge. Uh, but in the case of someone who may have be at the point where President Trump or President uh, Biden is, because I want to get to President Trump next, uh, where President Biden is, uh, look, it's up to that majority of the cabinet to recommend that the the president be uh, removed from office and the vice president ascend. Now, if the president can reject that, uh, and if he rejects it within a certain amount of time, it can go to the Congress, and yet the president can still reject it if he deems that he is is still competent to stand in, in the case of being the president and commander in chief uh, under president Trump. You know, the Democrats raised this all the time because they were trying to get rid of Trump because they didn't like his policies, not because he didn't have the mental acuity to be president.
1: It is interesting that, you know, during the, the Trump administration, we heard so many times is, is the president mentally capable to, to run the country. Now you have a legal document questioning the memory uh, of the current president. I, I, I mean, if if it goes to the, if the 25th amendment is attempted to be invoked and, and the president says hey um i'm fine you know i reject that could her go back and you know reopen this case
0: well yes he could but the the situation here is that this is a special counsel that was appointed by Merrick Garland who was appointed by president biden And I don't think it's likely that they're going to go do anything with it. They're just going to like weather the storm here. And I think what's also interesting is, you know, I've had a lot of my friends who don't support President Biden say, geez, if we if if they actually remove President Biden, we'll end up with Kamala Harris. And uh, but the same people behind the scenes, I think, are running the White House. This is a staff driven uh, type of White House. You know, President Biden is not up for this job. Everybody sees it every day. It's it's every time he appears in a public audience, it's cringeworthy. And what I find more more cringeworthy about this, it's not his age, it is his mental acuity. He is obviously compromised. He is obviously, and I'm not I'm not diagnosing him as a physician. We have seen it. It is very difficult to watch. We have all had elderly people in our lives, uh, or people who are have mental. Uh, losing their mental facility. As you get older, it's natural. But to the level that President Biden is showing this and displaying it every time he makes a TV appearance and, and now fewer and fewer TV appearances, it's starting to call into question whether he can actually do this very, very difficult and demanding job. Every president that goes through the ringer as president of the United States comes out looking a lot more tired and a lot more aged. I mean, whether it's Every one of them, president uh, both President Bush, President Biden, President Reagan, everybody, even President Clinton. I mean, this is a very, very difficult job, I argue, the most important job in the world. And I don't think Biden is up to the job. So, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think the Democrats uh, are probably going to double down. A lot of them admit it behind the scenes that this is a huge problem, but they're not going to do anything because Jill Biden continues to uh, in, insist that Joe is fine. And Joe insists that Joe is fine. And as long as the cabinet doesn't take action, uh, he's not going to be removed unless we can impeach him.
1: You talk about doubling down, and it's the Democrats. uh, Some would say it's the Democrats doubling down that got us into the situation we are with illegal immigrants in the United States of America. It continues to be a problem, Congresswoman. And you were uh, at the North, or you made a, a statement with... Uh, state senator rob ort about the issues that are also happening at the northern border i i know you've uh, you've brought that call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You
0: are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Up to us before. What? Uh, see, what's the problem at the northern border compared to the southern border?
0: Well, you know, we just had a, a meeting in Niagara County yesterday, and we heard from uh, some of the our, our elected officials are there, uh, including uh, law enforcement. We have a 400 percent increase in dangerous people coming across the northern border. That means that the 85 percent of the people on the terror watch list that come across the northern border, it's it's only getting worse. They're finding safe haven in New York. And they cited a number of things. I had a press conference yesterday with uh, Senator Ort, also with Assembly members uh, Mike Norris and Angela Morinello. Uh, we also had Rich Andres, who was a legislator. Uh, And also we had a guy named Tom Feely, a retired uh, ICE agent, also a former Marine, who worked for 31 years, who pointed out, and and our sheriffs as well, said this is what is going on. The laws that are in place are causing a problem at the border, and particularly in New York, a a couple of things were cited. Number one, um, Tom Feely, and everybody knows this, two things that President Biden did that caused this catastrophe that could be reversed with a stroke of a pen is, number one, he ended uh, he he, cre- he, ended catch and, he created catch and release, so he allowed we had a, a, a moratorium on catch and release policy, and then he also ended remain in Mexico. Those two critical components were actually doing the most to keep our border safe. Another couple of things that we talked about were the, is the green light law. It was passed in 2019 under Governor Cuomo, and under the green light law, this uh, protects anyone, whether you're a legal uh, citizen or an illegal alien or and from the department of motor vehicles from sharing any information on on you so if you're an illegal immigrant and you come across the border of course we issue driver's licenses to illegal immigrants whether they're human trafficked or they're drug traffickers they come in and at that point we give them a license they can go anywhere in the country with this legal new york state valid driver's license They could get pulled over by a police officer uh, officer, and Department of Motor Vehicles is prohibited from sharing any information. Think about this up in Erie County or up in uh, in Niagara County. If you come by boat and you've stolen a boat, we can't determine the registration on that boat or the registration on a stolen car because we are protecting criminals. Another aspect of the law is under New York law, we do not have what they call, uh, we're not enforcing our detainer law. That means if we uh, get a suspicious person, we're able to determine and ascertain that they are an illegal immigrant. We normally could hold them for 48 hours to get somebody from ICE or somebody that was law enforcement to determine the background of this person. Are they dangerous? Are they sex offenders? Are they pedophiles? But now under New York law with this, uh, with also with catch and release and also with the no cash bail, these people are let go. And that's why you get the situation you see in New York City where you had an illegal alien actually attack police and was let go because there's no cash bail and went into the interior of the rest of the United States until they finally picked him up uh, somewhere out in the West. So these are huge problems that are preventing law enforcement from keeping us safe. And it's why it's not just President Biden. He did create this. But the policies in New York state under Governor Hochul and the state legislature are making it even worse and making us even less safe. And the fact that we have a 400 percent increase at our northern border uh, with uh, dangerous people coming across is is really something that people should be aware of uh, as they as they uh, consider voting, obviously, this year for New York uh, for New York Assembly, Senate and also for Congress.
1: The um, the border deal that had been advertised out of Senate. Uh, what was in that deal uh, that Democrats were trying to push through the House?
0: Yeah, well, unfortunately, this is one of those situations where this border bill, I, I know, I don't think the senators uh, were, uh, you know, I don't want to say they weren't well-intentioned. I think they haven't been to the border, they haven't been on the ground, uh, these Republican senators, and what they did was just dead on arrival in the House and, and not taking into account some of these things that are very dangerous. Example, what I just cited this border bill that was uh, proposed by Senate Republicans in a deal with Democrats, by the way, it's not just Republicans. It's a handful of, of Republicans. It actually codifies, it makes law catch and release. And we don't want that. As I cited, that's one of the worst problems we have. It allows up to 1. 1.4, 1. 1.8 million illegal aliens to enter into our country before we even consider talking about parts of the border to close down. Uh, you know, that's, Already, we already have, and it allows five thousand a day, which, which we don't want any coming in illegally. We want legal immigration. We value and 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 definitely want to see immigrants coming to our country and sharing our American values. But they have to come here legally. Some of the loopholes in here, it does not count alien children, you know, who are who are unaccompanied uh, minors coming in here that are trafficked. There's there's ways that we're going to allow that to continue to happen. Uh, we're, it also funds sanctuary cities, another one of the big problems we have in New York. Not only are we as New York City a sanctuary city, it's also a sanctuary state. So we're going to continue to send money, you know, billions of dollars of taxpayer money uh, to cartels who are marketing and sending these people here who are operating under the guise of a, a non-government organization. Uh, this, is, this is not a good use of our taxpayer money, and it only incentivizes even more people to come. Uh, It gives taxpayer-funded free legal counsel to illegals uh, in addition to housing, food, phones, health care. And in New York State, they get tuition paid for, of course, and they get to be in our school system, which is paid for by taxpayers without contributing to the tax base. Um, It also expands the parole, and instead of limiting it. So parole is one of the things that we were talking about uh, where – they can actually allow major groups of people to go into the interior of the country without knowing who they are and they get a return date they might come back four or five years and so it also increases green cards without having a requirement behind it Um, there's really nothing about deportation in there and i know that's a tough issue but when we have brought so many dangerous people into our country we have to actually consider deportation that is something that has to be done and that's not happening it, it weakens our asylum screening. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, and there's no funding to actually recreate the wall, which President Biden, on day one, did an executive order canceling all our contracts uh, to build the wall. But yet, we American taxpayers are still paying to build the wall, even though the 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 you know yards and yards of uh, of metal are sitting there at the southern border rusting because they haven't been put up. And the and the wall does something really important. That people think that. It's a total deterrent. All it does is slow down the flow so that our border agents has, have time to catch up and they have a little time to work to see who's coming across the border. And it also deters the cartels who are making, on average, $32 million a week, $32 million a week on human trafficking, even larger than what they're making on drug trafficking. So these are all dangerous things, and this this is why this this is not going to, to happen in the House. We're going to have to come up with a better A better plan. And uh, it it kind of went to everything that we shouldn't do, particularly catch and release uh, is really a problem and the remain in Mexico policy.
1: We'll have to keep our eyes on it. Congresswoman Claudia Tenney, as always, thank you for joining me.